G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Have you ever done something and later on you discover that your actions had consequences that you never expected? Well, there's one thing that we do that builds a wall between God and ourselves, and it's something that we would likely never expect. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond. Great to be with you again. Today we're going to be taking another look at your relationship with God from a different perspective. Today we're going to take a look at one of the key barriers to intimacy with God. In any relationship, there can be things that we do or we say, patterns of behaviour that we fall into that cause barriers to grow up like brick walls between us. One brick at a time and before you know it, to get close to the other person, you have to crash through or climb over this massive brick wall. Well, Today, I'd like you to grab my hand because I'm not sure that I can do this on my own. Grab my hand and together, let's crash through one of the biggest brick walls that we can build between us and God. And you know the really insidious thing about this particular brick wall? We don't even realise it's happening. Because it's about our relationship, not with God, but with other people. And yet as our relationships with other people fail, so we can drift away from the closeness with God that we so long for. Let's take a look. I want to share with you a story, a relationship of someone that I worked with in ministry a while ago. Now, this man has a great heart. He's a great leader. He makes quick decisions. He makes good decisions. And he's prepared to take the hard decisions when he has to. Someone that I was working alongside with, as I said. The problem is every now and then, this man is prone to angry outbursts. He makes quick decisions. That's the upside. But the downside is that he's quick to fly off the handle. One day, I was on the receiving end of one of those angry outbursts. I have to tell you something. I was shocked. I was hurt. I was angry. I wanted to react. And in the heat of the battle, I turned to God and said, God, what do you want me to do with this guy? And quick as a flash, the Spirit of God whispered, turn the other cheek. As you can imagine, that is not necessarily the answer I was looking for just at that moment. It's not fun. I mean, I had some righteous anger. I wanted to deal with this guy. The problem is my righteous anger doesn't help this other person whom my God loves just as much as he loves me. See, that's the key. Listen to how Jesus puts it. He says this. It's recorded in Mark chapter 12, beginning at verse 29. The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. And the second commandment is this, love your neighbour as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. This is a double-sided coin. See, any economy has a currency. In the UK, it's pound sterling. In the USA, it's American dollars. In India, it's rupees. In the Democratic Republic of Congo, it's 
Congolese francs. And it doesn't matter which economy you go to, it's about how much you have. Success is having a lot of the currency. The kingdom of God has a currency too. The currency in the kingdom of God, however, is love. It's the currency of relationship. It's the currency of closeness. It's the currency of intimacy with God and with other people. And it's not about how much you have. It's about how much you give. See, this currency of giving rather than having, the essential currency of the kingdom of God, is a double-sided coin. The love of God and the love of neighbour. And there's a reason for that. God just doesn't love me, he loves you too. And that is mightily inconvenient to me some days, I have to tell you. So if I hate you and say that I love God, I'm a liar. Apostle John puts it this way in 1 John chapter 4, verse 20. If anyone says, I love God and yet hates his brother, he's a liar. For anyone who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And he has given us this command, whoever loves God must also love his brother. Pretty straightforward. A barrier that I erect between me and you is in effect a barrier that I erect between me and God. Again, have a listen to Jesus' own words. In the Lord's Prayer, he says, Father, forgive us our sins as we forgive the sins of others. And then he goes on to explain, For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father in heaven will not forgive your sins. Therefore, if you are offering a gift at the altar, and there you remember that your brother has something against you, leave the gift there in front of the altar, and first go and be reconciled to your brother, then come and offer your gift to God. A barrier between you and me that one of us builds or that the other one builds, or that we both build, or that we leave there without dealing with, without tearing it down brick by brick, no matter what it costs us, that barrier in the intimacy of our relationship is also a barrier between each one of us as individuals in our relationship with God. Peter says to Jesus, how many times should I forgive these people that wrong me? Seven times? I mean, if you... Slap me in the face seven times, and I forgive you seven times. That's an awful lot. And Jesus says, no, actually, I expect you to forgive 77 times. In other words, just keep forgiving. And Jesus goes on after that to tell a parable of the wicked servant. This servant who owed his master a big debt, he couldn't pay it, the master forgave him his debt, but in turn the servant refuses to forgive a much smaller debt that one of the other servants owes him. When the master finds out, he's not happy. This is what happens in Matthew chapter 18, beginning at verse 32. So the master calls the servant in and says, You wicked servant, I cancelled all of that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master turned him over to the jailers to be tortured until he could pay back all that he owed. This is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother from your heart. Pretty direct stuff, isn't it? 
I know it's not what we want to hear. What we want is we want to be able to have arguments and dissent over there with other people and yet have this wonderful, fuzzy intimacy with God. Jesus is saying you can't have that. Intimacy with God demands that we deal with fractured relationships, no matter what the cost. And if, if we're praying and our prayers are bouncing off the ceiling, we think, well, why is it that I can't get close to God? Maybe we need to look around at how we're treating other people. Maybe we need to deal with some broken relationships, no matter what the cost, because God loves each one of us. And when I hate someone he loves, that is an offence to him. When you hate someone he loves, that is an offence to him. The currency of intimacy with God is love. And that currency is a double-sided coin. You can't have one without the other. You just can't. They're part of the one coin. And when we fail in this area, we put up a barrier between us and God. I know this is a tough one. It's one that if we want to draw close to God, however, we have to deal with. No ifs, no buts, no maybes. It's easy to look around at other people and come to the conclusion that their lives are so much better than ours. God's doing mighty things in them and through them, but me? Nah, he could never do that with me. (laughs) That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of my latest booklet. It's called How God Could Use a Donkey Like Me. For years, people have been on my back to share more of my journey from being on the verge of taking my own life where I am now. It's about the mighty things that God can do in our lives, and I've written it with the prayer and the hope that it'll be a powerful encouragement to you of the mighty things that God has planned for your life. You can request your free copy right now. Just stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 and we'll send it straight out to you in the post. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or 1-300-722-415. Hey, thanks so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond and I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.